This is the Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today, I'm super happy to have Justin, my friend, Go Drill. There you go. <laughs> like GoPro with a D. <laughs> Thanks for coming yeah. to the podcast Thanks today. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. So, let's go way back. Way okay. back. Tell me, like, right. you know, what was Justin like growing up and shit? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Justin growing up was bullied uh, and uh, didn't really have many friends uh, when he was a kid. But uh, I kind of applaud that because uh, it kind of made me who I am today. So I was, uh, <clears throat> I grew up in Lance. So nobody that knows that, um, it's basically a backwoods Enfield way. So there's not a lot to do. Uh, and my birthday is in the summertime. So I had like no friends that could hang out in my birthday. So I ended up like, moving my birthday basically so it was it was kind of one of those childhoods but uh no it was good i had uh you know a great family loving family very supportive uh everybody seems to be talented like my mother sings my father plays the accordion and um the harmonica my brother played the guitar i played the drums so we're very like inclined family creatively so Mm. i kind of from a young age I, i developed uh a sense of I guess how things work and how I want things to do. And I was a Y kid, so mm. I was always, you know, taking shit apart or um, trying to figure out how things worked or trying to learn new skills. My father's very handy, so I ended up being kind of one of those meticulous people of like being able to do many things. So, mm. yeah. So oh, wow. I was one of those kind of into everything kids. <laughs> and then audio, how did that begin? <clears throat> um, well, that started, uh, Jesus. So, it's kind of a weird journey, but uh, it started as a child. Like I said, um, I had a lot of musical influence, and um, I was a drummer, so I kind of took to percussion just like a duck to water. Like I, I didn't, I just played by ear. I have, you know, um, I have a cousin uh, who he's a lot older than me, and he he ended up he was a drummer and uh, he kind of talked to my mom and then they got me a set of drums for Christmas one year when I was a kid. And, uh, he, he kind of gave me the rundown and basically taught me how to, to play. And then my brother played the guitar. So we ended up creating like bands and stuff together. And, um, Who's that, older? Uh, my brother's he's three years older. Yeah. So we, we kind of went that journey for about six or seven years, like on and off. And, uh, then I kind of got out of drumming because it was like, I'm a very driven person, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it was always like I had to wait on everyone else like to play, and I didn't really like drumming with headphones on playing like cue music because it was like boring, so oh, okay. yeah, so I ended up, uh, I kind of gave up the drums, and there was like a two, three year hiatus, and um, then, no, maybe a little more than two, three years, it was probably closer to five or so, mm. and um, then throughout life, like when I was, uh, I was a bouncer at many of the nightclubs. Um, and, uh, I became friends with, uh, like a lot of the DJs that were there because they always stuck me on the stage. So <laughs> it kind of <clears throat> used to watch all the hand movements and used to kind of pick it up. And I was very curious of like how, you know, that kind of works. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, 
then one thing turned into another and then I ended up uh, getting a, a set of gear and starting and basically just picked up DJing on my own and did that for many years and um, made a lot of friends and played a lot of the clubs and then that kind of turned into um, me wanting more uh, mm. because I didn't want to play other people's music as much anymore. I wanted to make my own music. So then, oh. yeah, so that kind of got me into like, um, <clears throat> you know, electronic music production and, and trying to understand the pro like the production side of it and how I could do that on my own plus mm. play my own music. So then that, uh, Jesus, that was a few years. And then um, once I started making my own music, then I kind of caught the bug. And I wanted to learn more, so uh, <laughs> when <laughs> obviously, so uh, I decided to um, pursue an engineering career. Mm. So uh, the Center for Arts and Technology um, in BC was where I applied, and um, they actually sent me an email saying you have a Halifax campus, but uh, Halifax didn't do an awesome job. Sorry, Halifax, um, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do an awesome job of promoting. Um, that they had a school for that mm. when I was looking. So uh, I ended up not knowing until the actual BC campus said, no, you, you don't have to move because I was going to go. Mm. Um, so then I went to school in 2010 for my engineering, which was it was kind of odd because I was already in the industry, but I wanted to get my actual paper and kind of learn more. Mm. So a lot of the kids that were in my class were like um, – way younger so i was kind of like from the beginning i was like the they almost treated me like i was an instructor already and i was actually <laughs> there to class me yeah <clears throat> i mean there's a few of them that like they kind of understood that yeah you're an older student or whatever and i mean we all got along but uh yeah so i went through my engineering that was a two-year course and then um as soon as i finished my engineering mm. um i was actually hired on by the school um as a lab instructor oh, wow. Yeah, so then I kind of uh, I helped the kids out in labs and stuff, and then um, eventually moved into an instructor role. Mm. And uh, then after that, then I kind of parted ways and I went on my own. So throughout this whole journey, I was always doing freelance for my own stuff. So um, I just decided to do it on my own. And then uh, fast forward two years, and then no, about two and a half years, and uh, I got a phone call from Current Studios. Mm. and uh i didn't even know who they were at the time but uh it was a industry recommendation and um they they wanted to talk to me about uh you know coming in and seeing if i would want to be their engineer and if i was a good fit and uh they merged from postman and ad dispatch and when they created current studios they moved in a new building in halifax and, mm. and i went in on a friday and I was working on a Monday. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it uh, it felt like it felt like it was right at home for me. It mm. the 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 company had uh, a wide set of like needs that I seemed to be able to fill um, with audio, mm. uh, where they're a digital company as well as a post house. So um, being able to do as much as I can, uh, I was able to kind of grow substantially in that company mm. um and then uh yeah so i was there for a little over two and a half years mm. and uh now i'm i'm going on my own so 
So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to break that down now. <laughs> I'm going to break that down. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the Center for, uh, what's this? The Center school? for Arts. Yeah. Center for Arts, right? Um, how, how did you feel transitioning from a student to an instructor? Um, it kind of felt normal because I was an older student and I was already in the industry. Mm. So, I mean, I did have that kind of experience, but I'm also a naturally um, comfortable person in those settings of, I don't know, like helping others. So um, it, it felt natural. I mean, uh, I paid attention a lot in my course and um, the school, like I – if I believe in something, as you know, if I believe in it, I'm going to give it 200%. Mm. So I believed in the school and what they were trying to do. And I believed in the instructors, um, especially Lil Thomas. And <clears throat> I mean, there's like Tony Murphy and um, Fateh Ahmed. And like there was so many instructors and so many people there that um, really helped push me to, to want to stay. So, um, yeah, when, when it became available for me to actually stick around after my graduation, I, I jumped on the chance because, I mean, I knew that the school costs a lot to, to go. And, I mean, you know, you got to get your experience. But the whole time that I was in school, I volunteered for literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Um, yeah, and, I mean, even when I was an instructor, um, I was still volunteering. So, mm. I started one of the things that um, kind of really kicked off my career in Halifax after um, my engineering mm-hmm. was uh, I took on the role of um, the Tunes at Noon concert series. What was that? So <clears throat> it's a concert series. I don't I don't even know if they're still doing it anymore. Mm. But um, it's a concert series that was put on at uh, Grand Parade. Oh, no. It's, it's still – yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still going on because um, uh, <clears throat> I remember seeing a post about it. So Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so – Like it's in the summertime. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then like a couple of days. Um, yeah, it was like three days a week and stuff. Something yeah. like this. Yeah, um, right in the Grand Parade. Yeah, yeah. So when I was a student, the, it was running for two years, I think. And uh, then I volunteered to um, basically set up for the bands and, and like get my live sound experience that way. And uh, I mean, I already had some prior experience from you know DJing and doing the drum thing, and so it was like you know Next easy work. It was fun. You get to meet yeah. some people and stuff. Um, so I really liked doing it because it was a sense of like um, community building, so mm. to speak. Right. So excuse me. It was like. Uh, you could have a band to play and mm-hmm. it also gives people in the city like a place to, to eat their lunch and enjoy like a, a, a musical setting. Yeah. And like, it's not just like everybody eating at their desk and stuff. So it was kind of working multiple angles and, and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So what I did was volunteered for five or six years, um, my services. Mm-hmm. And, um, then once like, uh, I don't know if it was like three years in, two years in. Yeah, it must have been a little over two years in. Um, <clears throat> when I graduated, uh, things started going like south with the funding. Mm. So um, I had accumulated a bunch of equipment and um, the the city also had equipment. So I continued to do it um, and I volunteered my time and, and I also like – Give you a gear? 
yeah, like I, I used what I what I needed to and stuff. And um, I also gave students their their experience that way. So like it was part of part of their like work experience was they would come and they would do that with me, and wow. I would let them. Yeah, I would let them mix and and um, basically just oversee the whole thing going and that was like five or six years mm. i think yeah and then um i had the city actually uh, recognized that for me and i won um the volunteer volunteer of the year award in 2014 wow yeah so i mean i have immense pride for my city um mm. but i also have immense pride for um you know people being able to do stuff like that and i i feel it's super important so that's uh, that's one of the things that I've always done. But I mean, as life moves on, I couldn't continue to do it um, because I had other obligations and I was growing my own business. And mm. um, <clears throat> eventually, it just got taken over by um, the the school. And uh, I I don't know, like that was a few years ago now. So yeah, I think the post I saw <clears throat> about it was done by the. <sighs> Is it downtown? I think downtown, yeah, downtown Halifax, Halifax or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, they Music Nova Scotia, downtown <clears throat> Halifax, and um, one other company. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, at noon at Grand Parade. That's yeah. cool, though. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like the the live sound experience was really really good. I met a lot of really good artists, and mm. I made a lot of um, really good connections as well as um, not just through the city, but like artist connections. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's great exposure. Um, mm. And a lot of the engineers that um, I took to that event, um, mm. I ended up uh, hiring in my own company as I needed them because, you know, it's one thing to go and get the experience, but it was another thing to show um, that you're willing to, you know, because a lot of people in in i want to say the younger generations but in most generations um they're like oh you know i don't want to do something for free but it's like sometimes if you do something for free you know it 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 not just benefits that situation that you're in right then it it also creates um a different view on your personality and a different view on your capabilities and what you're willing to do for other people right Mm. so it, it creates a different set of uh connection skills so to speak so i mean for me i mean anybody that knows me knows that you know i'll give a shirt off my back to anyone Mm. um and uh yeah it was just one of those things where it it felt like in my personality i could uh i could do it as well same thing studio environment it just felt like at home so Mm. yeah and then then the thing with uh being a dj Mm -hmm. so the name groby let's talk about that (laughs) <clears throat> okay, so the name Grubby. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The name Grubby started uh, from like how uh, my music is produced. So uh, my bass lines and stuff are very uh, not like everyone else. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're very uh, they're very dirty and they're very like um, distorted and and it's. It's one of the things that I became known for. Um, like most of my friends, um, they they would expect that. Like if I were to change it, it they would know that something's up. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just became known for that. And um, like it's just terminology. Like grubby is kind of dirty and whatever. So um, a lot of people that don't understand the background, they're like grubby is kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, it's just an alias. Um, yeah, so that that became like 
my my moniker for that and mm. then that became a nickname because nobody could say my last name so, <laughs> <laughs> so then everybody just started calling me grubby so yeah. um i i just go by that but uh my actual first artist name was given to me by a dj friend of mine um bugsy um but he um he nicknamed me juice tank uh, so that I didn't have a DJ name and, and he gave me that name. So, so what, DJ Juice thing? No, it was, well, a lot of people said DJ, but I never like putting that in front. Yeah, I, just, I know. Uh, like if I have a DJ name, it's just going to be a name. It's yeah. not going to be yeah, like be just DJ. like Bob or Phil. Or just, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I never really liked. Well, um, well, why did he call you Juice Tank? Because uh, my name in French is Justin, so um, oh. yeah, so it was he. He was laughing one night, and, and he, <laughs> he thought it was funny. So um, he ended up. He was like Justin. He was like Justin. That's your name. <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever. So then I, I went by that for a few years. Um, but then when I rebranded into the Grubby um, mm. persona, uh, I lost a lot of like my following and stuff. They, everybody thought I moved away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just switched it up, right? So yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, even to this day, but I'm when still you grubby. when you were DJing, then wh yeah. what kind of music did you play? Um, I started out um, like kind of house music, and mm. you know, like the usual top forty house and techno, and um, then I kind of. When I was a drummer, I was like hip hop and kind of like metal, and I always had like a weirder taste than normal. Um, and then I discovered throughout the years like um, UK grime and dubstep, and that's when I yeah. So that's that's when like I really kind of felt at home with my bass lines and stuff. So yeah. um, I started following the UK, and when I started doing that, I kind of shifted from. Um, making like house music and stuff to um, more of like the UK grime or like the harder underground stuff. Um, but then with production, uh, <clears throat> I can't sing. Anyone, <laughs> anyone, anyone that knows me knows I can't sing. I mean, on any given day, I can't even speak half the time. So um, I have uh, a best friend, um, Shane Noss, and he... Uh, I met him actually through a party of one of my exes. Um, we were like all friends and he was kind of like, he always wanted to rap, but he never really like did it. Mm. And um, my ex was like, well, why don't you work with Justin and, and, you know, he'll get you going and stuff. So we started talking and then I was like, you know what? Like he got some skills here. And he was all like, no, no, no. And then, I mean, even today, he's like, no, no, no. I and mean, for me, it's like, you asshole, because <laughs> you're so good and you just don't, you don't want to. But I mean, I mean, life goes on. But yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it took three years, and we were just kind of, it became like a hobby. And um, then I decided, I was like, okay, well, if if I'm gonna make electronic music, um, but I want it to be like underground and stuff, I need. I need to influence uh, certain styles that say me. So, I mean, um, I kind of like I dress kind of like underground, kind of hip hop, grimy. Um, but I, I I talk like a sailor sometimes. But I'm also <laughs> I'm also like very like professional in, in yeah. situations. So I'm very um, adaptive. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, how how can I take like his kind of vocals and my musical style and and create that into something that nobody's hearing before and this was like back when <clears throat> north america was just starting to like sorry i gotta ugh. 
yeah, it was like when North America was just starting to really kind of, I want to say, well, maybe not North America, but definitely here, um, was just starting to like kind of wake up to the underground UK scene. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I kind of started following that a long time before and it ended up being like, well, shit, if they're doing it there, um, like there's some wicked music that's coming out of the underground UK that, you know, for me, I don't even care if it hits the radio to me, it gets me going. So it's like, mm. shit, I need to learn how to do that. So then I, I talked to him about it and he was like, no, I'm hip hop, I'm hip hop. And I was like, man, I'm telling you, like, you could totally do this over the beats and I know how to mix it and I know how to like, you know, massage things around and make them fit. Mm. So and he's like, okay, well, we'll try and make a track. <clears throat> So <laughs> the first track on the album was actually a diss track for two people in the city that I'm not going to name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one of them, uh, one of them uh, got me to do some studio work for him uh, and then didn't pay me for it. <laughs> So it was it was early on. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I learned that lesson and uh, pay your engineers. <laughs> uh, so what what happened there was I was like, you know, fuck this guy. And mm. basically like, yeah, OK, I'll do I'm I'm not going to fight for it. Like it wasn't, you know, a million dollar thing. So it was like, do I keep being pissed off at it or whatever? Mm. So then I decided, no, you know what, I'll. I'll I'll get, you know, Shane to write a track together and um we'll we'll basically send a, a fuck you. And um yeah, so that was the first track. <laughs> and once we made that track, I was like, yeah, we definitely going to make an album. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh the track actually is uh it's called Euthanize and it's off of uh the EP that we made called The Difference. The Difference. Yeah. Um so that euthanize uh pretty much speaks for itself. Mm. Um the second person, I'm not even gonna tell the story about that one. But <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's basically fuck you, those two people. But um after that, uh we just started kind of jiving, like I, it got him out of his shell a little bit vocally. Mm. Um, as well as it took me about three years to get the album because I had to like not only figure out this new style to like make something fresh, but also like train Shane to like not just get in front of a mic, but like to dip in and out of like where he needs to, like, because mm -hmm. it's a totally different style, right? Um, and again, it's like I don't really make dubstep and I don't really make grime, mm -hmm. but I make like a combination of my own stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So. It's it's just one of those things, but yeah. So we ended up making uh, we made a, a full album and it took about three years. Mm. And then we put it out and um, we got uh, some shows. We started getting some notoriety, and then uh, we kind of did a, lot, a little bit of the mingling thing and the social. And um, then uh, we started on our second album, and uh, then life happens. So. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, we're still best friends, but uh, yeah, so we don't technically work as, you know, a team anymore, but mm -hmm. um, there's still a lot of stuff on the album that I'm still kind of massaging out without him now, but he's he's still going to be like the grubby and cavalier, um, so he'll still get, you know, the, the usual royalties and stuff, um, but I have like the control on it. I always get him to improve anything anyway, just because we're best friends, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's been a weird road, mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, I definitely, 
I feel better about that style, like with Cavalier. Mm. Um, my own stuff is good, but at the same time, it's uh, it's always you know. It's like pizza. It's always better with friends, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, we have like my production style, um, but then on my own, I do like uh, like trailer music and stuff. I pretty much make anything. But um, like the grubby name is uh, like the electronic side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so you you go to current on Friday and start on Monday. Yeah. What what did you initially uh, work on at Current? Uh, the initial thing, from what I remember, is like what was behind. Oh, yeah. So it was like, like setting it up the place. Yeah, there was still like some stuff that wasn't fully, you know. Um, uh, basically, it was like built, and then the guy that was there before me, um, when he left, there was still like a little bit of stuff to do, and um, it was in operational order, but it was. Uh, you know, it needed, needed some TLC. So, um, yeah. So the first two weeks that I was there, it was like <clears throat> grueling hours by myself. Um, because I mean, as you know, it's, I, I just dive into everything. So, um, I put in a lot of extra hours to get all the, the, the extra work that was behind caught up as well as get my head around the system, mm. um, and, uh, knock some of the, the rust off and, um, that didn't take long, but about two weeks. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and then over the next two years or so, two and a half years, um, I was allowed to, you know, do what I wanted. And, and basically um, I was highly encouraged to, um, you want to learn new skills, learn new skills. You want to, you know, make this your own, make these your own. So I basically made the studios, you know, me. Mm. So um yeah, I mean, I felt right at home. And like I said, they do digital stuff as well as post. So I kind of sharpened my skills on both sides. Um, but through Current Studios, I realized that uh, I really love film. Mm. Yeah, like sound design and, and mixing and stuff. I really love that. What do you love about it? Um, the sound design, there's many aspects of it, but... I mean, not sound like an asshole, but um, <laughs> I'm just really good at sound design. I don't know why, mm. and I don't know where the skill comes from, but I just understand it. And it's like a sound that shouldn't make sense to be put somewhere. I can make sense of it, and very quickly. And I don't know why. I just... <laughs> like I remember like, <laughs> um, the film of mine, the recent one you just walked on. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd I'd mix the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a phone call. It's so weird. And then when you fix it, oh, of course. Yeah. That's what happens in real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, like with that film especially, it was, uh, and that's why when I was working on it, I was texting you. And I was like, I think we need to put like a ringtone mm. <laughs> because like the sound that was in there was like when you're dialing something, like yes. the phone on your ear. <laughs> so it was like, you know, that, that fuzzy, like, and I was like, it's in the car. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's what I like about your films is like, you're always, uh, you know, just do your thing, man. Just do your thing. So it, it allowed me to kind of like, okay, I, I know that it needs to be this. I know it needs to be this. But mm. you also give me like the creative reins that like, 
if we do something and it doesn't work, like I can fix it. Mm. But you always have that initial like, no, he's already done shit. And I know that he knows what he's doing. So, mm. you know, just do your thing. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that was really good. That was a hard film, though, for the dialogue. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, before before we continue, I'm just gonna show that clip, and then we'll come back to it. Okay. Yeah, that was it was silly that you know I was thinking what happened was I mean I don't know I mean I know about sound so when when I was first editing it right because you know we there's no fucking sound in the thing and then the girl has to like she's driving the car and she has to answer the call yeah so when I I got a I I searched for a ringtone right yeah. so I was saying for like I just took the first thing I dropped splashed it on there. <laughs> And then, and then it's it's silly because you know I've seen the film a few times, yeah. but it's ringing the same way for the girl as ringing for the person that's calling the girl. Yeah. So when you said, I remember, oh, I, I saw that text. I was like, oh fuck, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it I was, said obviously. It was uh yeah I mean it, it was good and and the first time like when you asked me about it you're like you know what this was like a year ago, wasn't it? Mm. <clears throat> and you were like, you know, like, what can I do here with this? And I was like, well, fuck, you can do all kinds of stuff. Mm. Um, but what do you want to do? And you're kind of like on the fence with a couple ideas of like how you wanted it to come across. Cause it is a pretty powerful film. And mm. um, yeah, I mean, when I actually got my hands on it, it was like, okay, shit, you know, like we can do this, this and this and this and this. And I mean, up to and including <clears throat> the, the car scene where she stops um, and, you know, puts it in park and stuff. That's all, design sounds like mm. i took your sound out and then i built sounds that you know there's no people talking in the background that is outside or like you know you're not hearing any odd birds and stuff like yeah. i made the ambiences and i made the car and yeah. um you know like the little 
subtle subtleties of like when she stops the car, like the little brake squeak and stuff that mm. she was on gravel, you know. So I mix it like with a little bit of gravel and tires. And yeah, you know. <clears throat> yeah. And that day was shooting, right? We went to the beach at a time. Like it was a day that gray and cloudy. And yeah. you do not think anybody would go to the beach. So <laughs> like, this is a perfect day. It was actually raining that morning. Yeah. So we decided to shoot. We're going to shoot at the beach first and shoot in the house. Mm-hmm. But then it was raining that morning. So I was like, great. We'll just shoot at the house. And once it starts raining, we'll just run to the beach. It starts rain. It stops raining. We run to the beach. Yeah. It's full. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with people staying in your house? It's raining. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. so yeah, I'm super grateful for that because the yeah. difference is like night and day. Yeah. It's like night and day. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the the ambience and stuff and the sound design of like the cars and, and, and the birds and, the, you know, the sea and stuff. Mm. Um, that's one thing. But like the dialogue itself, um, the task that you gave me of... Um, I can't remember the the male character's name, but Jim. <clears throat> Jim, yeah. So when he was talking in the room, um, it had to be changed to sound like in the car. So I had to dig through your files and find, like, in the beginning of the film, you had one where he actually like talked. In the car. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I was like, this is awesome because I basically like studied the frequencies and studied the, you know, the cadence of like how everything sounded in the car. And then I took all of his dialogue and I made it all sound in the car. Yeah. Um, but then there was a lot of checkering because, you know, he was flipping back and forth between the house and, uh, yeah, it was it was just a lot of work, but um, I mean, thank God I had that other file because it really helped. Um, but then mixing the film in surround, uh, I decided I was like, no, you know what? Let's let's put a little bit of let's put the audience in the car. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of I I added a little bit of like diver- divergence to like kind of give it some space with his dialogue only, so it sounded like he you know the car was there. Um, so it was interesting, but that yeah, those those little subtle tricks um, are kind of like where I tend to go mentally. But then I have to actually say because your work ethic actually is scary. <laughs> because I remember one time I was actually coming for something else. I wasn't coming for sound, and mm. then I was like, "Oh, let me just come say hi." Because yeah. I said you were there, and then you were not working on something. You took uh, like a trailer yeah, from yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was uh, from the a video Scrolls. game, yeah. And you took the sound out and you rebuilt <clears> it. Yeah, yeah. So when basically my downtime is never downtime um, <laughs> because uh, I, I love audio so much that uh, I'm constantly looking to learn. Mm. Um, and even even when a lot of people will such as yourself, you're like, fuck, you got this on lock. It's like, for me, it's like, no, I'm not, not where I want to be yet. <laughs> um, because it's the same thing as a tool, right? If you, if you don't sharpen it, it's dull. So mm. um, with Current, uh, I didn't get to do a lot of that cinematic kind of sound design stuff that I like love mm. um it was more of like uh, virtual reality and and like films and commercials but it was not really like the actual cinematic stuff mm. um so just as practice uh and that started when i was a student in my engineering that was one of our um uh, things like mike hastings um i owe so much to mike um the, that was one of our project things. It was like, you know, you get these trailers or you get these cut up movie pieces and you have to design your sounds to them and then you were marked on that. So that was ingrained in me of like, when you want to practice, this is what you do. Mm. So today, even today, you know, it's like, 
that Elder Scrolls um, trailer. It's I just stripped all the sound out and um, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I'm not saying it's because you're my friend or whatever, but because <coughs> you played the original sound that comes with the with the whatever the yeah. game thing, yeah. and then you you took it out and then you played the one you did that section. The one I built, yeah. I was like, what the. F- yeah. Wow! Yeah, I was I was blown away. Yeah, I was blown away. And, and I think I remember the thing that stood out to me was the spider. Yeah, there the was a spider. Feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, how did you create that sound again? Because you took something else to make. <laughs> so those feet were made by keyboard sounds. Yeah. Um. So I shortened them up, and then I, I kind of, I did a whole bunch of stuff to it. But I made like the tiniest little kind of sound. And then every time that a little foot would come down, I would have a sound there. So, yeah, and then yeah. you know, because the fucking spider is walking funny, so he had to kind of put. It was yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was fucking great. Yeah, it took it took a little bit to get that one timed up, but um, the the design part was one thing. But because I design and I mix, mm. um, to do the trailer, I was just kind of taking my time to put it on like portfolio or whatever if I wanted to use it. But mm. um, I ended up uh, mixing it as I was going. So, like, there were certain parts in the scenes that um, they didn't mesh because the original one was very driven by voiceover and music. Mm. And I wanted to kind of do the sound. So I was like, okay, well, um, I got to figure out what to do here creatively that um, I want to showcase, you know, my sound design skills for this project. Because I love all those trailers from the the Elder Scrolls are great. But um creatively i was like well how am, how am i gonna you know do this because i'm not i'm not gonna get somebody to do the voiceover mm. and i'm not gonna you know score a bunch of music because i want to showcase sound design not music mm. so i had to think of like okay well what am i gonna do to fill the gaps creatively so then i, I started thinking like soundscapes um as the undertone and uh then it surprisingly as soon as i started putting the soundscapes and ambience in mm. it basically without sound effects in there it felt like holy shit like i have like a base for my trailer so i was like Mm -hmm. okay well that seems to work so i don't need music or anything um and then uh yeah i was just meticulously just picking through there and um even today like it's i'll send it to you now and you Mm -hmm. can you can post it wherever but um basically uh yeah i mean it sounds huge now um i redid the voices uh for like uh there's one character where um he like knocks down the elf bella um and he like slits his throat after he says like um the, the masked person <clears throat> yeah yeah so i, I read it all those voices and wow. uh yeah I, I did um i mean again like i can't sing <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not good at voiceovers but uh yeah i mean i affected it and everything i kind of made it my own so um yeah i mean there's little subtleties in there like you probably have to watch it a few times to actually get your head around mm, all um, the things you put in there yeah because i remember making you play that spider part over and yeah, over again yeah um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna post the trailer um well i'll probably like talk to you about what's your instagram um audio by justin yeah Yeah. um so i'll probably post it but i'm also going to do like a screen recording and kind of like how how i did it yeah just kind of tear it down um because there's 40 something tracks (laughs) that's another thing your tracks always like that yeah every time i look at your screen it's like how does even know what is happening it's yeah it's a it's a lot of zoom toggle so <laughs> you have to like snap in and out um but yeah i mean good sound design is is chosen by you know the the tbt which is like your your transient your body and your tail so the first of the sound and then the 
bulk of the sound and then the ending of the sound. Um, so if you can meticulously choose which layer is going to do what, mm. um, you can actually get better sounds without having to mix as much or having to change as much. Mm. Um, but sometimes when sounds don't exist, you have to make them exist. Mm. If you're, you know, like you can't, for example, you, you're not going to get a sound of a transformer. So you have to, you know, um, so when those sounds don't happen, you have a ton of layers, um, which make up one sound. Mm. Uh, then you can either bounce down that sound and have like a stereo file or whatever. Gotcha. Um, gotcha but gotcha, for me, gotcha. um, my sound design is made of many layers because they all work together. Right. Mm. Um, which I think is where it kind of stands apart from most. Cause I put a little bit of extra in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean the ability to work quickly at it. <laughs> Like, it's almost like my brain does two things. So, like, I'm working at Pro Tools, but then creatively, like, my brain's like, no, you need this type of sound. You need this type of sound. It's like I have a creative director in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, like, the actual engineer in the front. So yeah. it's it's weird. Like, my brain kind of splits in two, two ways. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I love doing that stuff. I mean, if if anybody needs that, I mean, I do freelance. Um, I've been doing freelance forever, but uh, ideally uh, – the whole thing of like I was talking to you about where um, I want to relocate mm. is uh, it's it's not, you know, because I don't like the city. I love the city, but um, I want to relocate because I want to uh, eventually get into, you know, like Hollywood type productions. And in order to work on those, you have to be there. you have to be there. But also if I want to learn to be the best, I have to work with them. So, mm. yeah. So. Okay, and now, um, so I'm going to end it with this. Yeah. Uh, with, with this rebrand for audio by Justin, uh, yeah. how are you taking it <laughs> and where do you want to take it to? Um, well, the, the audio by Justin was, um, it was rebranded from JG Audio. So JG Audio is like the umbrella company, which mm. is just, you know, my name, mm. but I do audio. Um, but the audio by Justin is a service. So um, it's it's audio done by me. So, you know, if... If you want something done right, you get it done by Justin kind of thing. So um, there's many other people out in the world that, you know, are better than me. Um, but I won't be outworked. I can fucking guarantee that I'm not going to be outworked mm. um, because I care so much. Uh, and I don't care if I work 12 hours and three of those are free. Mm. It's it's about putting my best possible work forward, mm. as you know. Mm. Um like the amount of things that I would do for free just because I know um, it deserves it. You know, like when a filmmaker such as yourself, uh, y you can get it like the story's there and, and you know, your your shots are there and everything is there. But it's like, fuck, I can't get, you know, like the sound or, you know, like I don't have a $10,000 budget to do this. It's just one of those things for me. It's like I would love to see it get to the full potential. And that's where a lot of my extra time gets put in because <clears throat> I see and believe in things <clears throat> that are like um, able to get to a spot. And if I have the skills to do it and the extra time to do it, I'm totally willing. Right. <clears throat> um, I mean, and again, like everything that I do, it's not a waste of time, even if it's free because it's, it's all practice. Right. And especially with you, it's like you allow me to kind of just do whatever. So a lot of times it's, you, tr you try different things and like things you wouldn't normally try with like, you know, a big budget thing mm -hmm. because, you know, you got a director breathing yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. 
So, or you have like somebody creative that's, no, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. Or take 450, um, you know, like, no, no, we'll go back to take 10 kind of thing. Mm. Um, but with the, the open freedom to do whatever, it allows me to be like, okay, well, what would you do, Justin? And then you can pick at it. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the audio by Justin brand now mm. is, uh, making sure that your story is told the way that it's supposed to be told. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to start with thank you for all my films. <laughs> thank you for the intro music for yeah. my podcast. Yeah. And thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. This is the Blackout Podcast. for listening.